Hey, Brian. Yes, Eric. <laughs> I can't, I can only engage you in your name with a long hey. I feel like I need to, I can't just say hello. I gotta get, I really stretch it out. It has been, I mean, we've known each other for years at this point. Every single time you come, you come into the room like Kramer, like, hey, <laughs> I've never and there's the an street. applause. Hey! Yeah, exactly. I have my own laugh track in a pocket. Uh, but I'm here to talk about something that's not funny at all and is very serious. Okay. All right. Let me get my is, serious face on. Yeah. put it, There it is. I see. I'm very serious. So there's a lot going on. I don't know if you're reading the news. I'm putting that in quotes. Yeah. What, what are we talking Russia about? Ukraine? Ukraine war here <laughs> thing. Are you tracking that? Is that even happening? Is that real? I Yes, I think so. I think it's pretty real. Okay. I think we can weigh in. It's super real. Super real. Devastating economic and social consequences. <laughs> yeah. People dying in quotes. Just horrible. Bridges getting blown up. Dude, my favorite part of this whole war, and I don't get to say that enough, <laughs> is that... What a, sen- what, a, what a precursor to whatever you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way, the unpredictable way that like the conspiracy theorists and like different people have ended up on different sides mm-hmm. of this thing. Sure. It's like now a super like, conservative kind of conspiratorial <laughs> thing. To ne- We're now pro-Russia? It's, and it's like <laughs> it's Zelensky so is bad? <laughs> it's, it's a real minefield to keep track of. I don't even try. I'm just strapped in along for the ride. Well, let me tell you something. If that's not bad enough, we got something crazy going on at Chernobyl. What's going on at Chernobyl? You know what, Brian? Why don't we tell them them in a little bit? This is Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here. We're talking Chernobyl mysteries. We're talking atomic monsters. We're talking questionable takes on a geopolitical tragedy. I'm Eric. I am here with my mysterious, ever curious, and courageous co-host, Brian. This is Brian and Eric. Don't belong here. Another night into the weird. Brian, what's going on? Uh, not too much, man. I, uh, I'm excited to talk about, I guess, really serious. That we, we came in real hot on that intro. <laughs> I like to, I call that the whiplash. You know what I mean? We, we, we set them up and then we knock them. You there think, we go. oh, it's all fun and games. Now we're talking about questionable things that I probably shouldn't be speaking on air about. That's what you get for thinking that this would just be a fun diversion podcast. You think you get to escape reality? Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's still commuting anymore. And if anybody is, I don't know how many of those people are listening to us on their morning commute. But I call that the swerve factor, Brian. <laughs> that's the old, That's a real coffee spiller. <laughs> this horribly burned crotch brought to you by yeah. Brian and Eric don't belong <laughs> here. Right. I hope you look down and you just see our faces cackling up at you. <laughs> 
<laughs> the coffee stain is just our our faces. <laughs> uh, so here's a, here's the thing. So we're talking about Russia Ukraine. We're talking about crazy nuclear disasters. We're talking about Chernobyl. You like in popular culture, there's this trope that nuclear disasters create like mutants and mutant animals. Yeah, of course, I believe that. <laughs> But you don't see it that much. Like, I feel like it doesn't actually come up that much in mm. reality. Mm. Like, I think of The Simpsons, like, Three-Eyed Fish. Well, Brian, we've got a story tonight of an actual atomic mutant spawned Shut by the disaster of Chernobyl. It's real, baby. It's in the DailyMail.com. Oh, good. My, the most reputable of the news sources. <laughs> You've got the Gray Lady, the LA Times, and the DailyMail.com, I think, are the top top three uh, U.S. press <laughs> outlets. I thought Daily uh, Mail was, uh, I thought it was UK. I thought that was a co.uk. I think it is. We're talking international <laughs> here. I'm talking worldwide rankings. It goes Gray Lady, a.k.a. the New York Times for you Philistines. I was, uh, I was about to say, what about the New York Post? <laughs> <laughs> true that's actually i will say best headlines most consistent amazing headlines of all times i feel like new york post has it's the, whenever it's i see a headline and just go jesus christ it is usually the new york post baby <laughs> my favorite one of all time not just the headline but the actual cover page was when there was that crazy do you remember back in the day there was that crazy like astronaut scandal where that one astronaut lady was having an affair with the other one and she like wore diapers to drive 24 hours to like oh, right, confront right, right. this guy i didn't remember but anything I except the diapers yeah <laughs> the diapers really sticks with you uh <laughs> i don't even remember the headline but it was just the the front page was just a rocket but the rocket boosters were two like vodka bottles upside down because there was some alcohol new york post they, maybe they got him they got him again founded by alexander uh, hamilton was it truly? Yeah. Yep. Amazing. What a legacy. What a legacy. <laughs> what a legacy. Well, I wish they had written this headline because this headline is not clever at all. It's just straight to the point. It is Chernobyl is spawning mutant, all caps, frogs. Bizarre black amphibians are spotted near the nuclear plant. 36 years after its catastrophic melt meltdown. And they clarify, eastern tree frogs are meant to have bright green skin. Okay. But scientists working near Chernobyl have found many with black skin. Yo. They think the dark skin may have helped them to survive the exclusion zone. Huh. Uh, okay. For, for uh, hypothetical idiots out there who, you know, mm -hmm. I, of course, know everything about Chernobyl. Um, I watched the HBO miniseries. What is the exclusion zone? I don't, I'm going to say, I don't know. I haven't read that far into it. I'm guessing... After the disaster, they draw some kind of radius around it where it's like, don't go in here. Sure. Because we got radiation happening. Uh, I'm pulling uh, up a, uh, of course, a dusty tome here. I'm pulling it off of a shelf here down uh, beneath mm -hmm, the stacks, mm -hmm. beneath the New York Public Library. I have here the Chernobyl Exclusion Zone. Most of the books here are just printouts of Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> we, it's a very expensive binding process. <laughs> The Chernobyl nuclear power plant, uh, Zone of Alienation, fuck, that is a good name. That's uh, great. Is an officially designated exclusion zone around the site of the Chernobyl nuclear reactor disaster. Tell me what it is, though. Um, let's see. Uh an exclusion zone is a territorial division uh, established for various case-specific purposes. Okay, so exclusion zone is a 
blanket term. This is specifically an exclusion zone because you're going to turn into a fucking frog person. I feel like yeah, they, I think that's what we can read between the lines and say that definitively <laughs> right. for sure. Yeah. If you will to turn into a frogman. Yep. A frogman. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where they come from. That's where they're born. I feel like I need my own exclusion zone. Maybe I have one. Just a known, like, don't. I mean, I was. This is a. This, radius. this is an awkward place to tell you about it. That, yeah, I have drawn a perimeter around you where people are not allowed to go. That explains everything. I've been alone for 10 years. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast remote since before the pandemic. Yep. yep. No, I really set that up. <laughs> that was very, honestly a responsible move. Yep. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Let me tell you this. So, so it looks like crops growing 30 miles outside of Chernobyl, Chernobyl are still contaminated with dangerous levels of strontium. Okay. Which I don't know what that is, but it's not good. Almost half the grain analyzed by scientists in Ivankiv, about 30 miles from the power plant, showed strontium 90. This is not, this is what it reads. I'm guessing this is a typo. 90 far above recommended hmm. levels. Maybe that's present. I don't know what strontium is. The point is these frogs are deep in this zone and they're coming out the wrong color. Okay. And that's, is that, is that the only symptom that we, is that the only difference that we know? This is a very disappointing article. They're just like a, a nice jet black. They, <laughs> otherwise they seem fine. They're the same size. They don't glow. They are not fighting crime <laughs> yet. That's important yet. I mean, like, I feel like this is the closest we're going to get to, like, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle situation, right? Yeah, we're a couple years out. Who knows what could happen? Right? They haven't They haven't met a, a rat to teach them ninja stuff. What is the... Give me Give me the rundown again on the on the TMNT. How do they become super, super turtles? Uh, let's see. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, were exposed to their various different origin stories, but the basic broad gist is they were exposed to TCRI ooze through some sort of chemical spill uh, mm-hmm. within the sewers and then uh, became cool radical dudes with ninja fighting powers. That's a good turn of events. Normally, I feel like you just get cancer and die. Right. No, I think, in that scenario. I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is best case scenario. Well, what about... Um, so, uh, in the cartoon, it's different in the comics, but in the cartoon, uh, Master Splinter was a human man who was living in the sewers, mm. a- as mm. you do when you're in hiding from a ninja mm-hmm. clan from Japan. Um, that makes sense. But when he was exposed to the use, he turned into a giant ninja rat. Um, That's very interesting. He went from man to rat, and the turtles just went from turtles to man turtles. You got it. Interesting. We should, dude, we should do a show on the mole people. I know nothing about the mole people, but I'm definitely in. Bro, there's a literal, I don't know if they still exist, but there was uh, a, a documented kind of thriving community of people living in the New York, in abandoned sections of the New York subway system, like Shut a subterranean up. community in underneath New York. Shut up. Are they still? No, super real. Are they still around? I feel like pro- maybe during COVID even more. I right. would go down there, you know, take refuge beneath the beneath the mean streets. Um, I guess if um, I, I don't know if this should be his own show or should we just dive immediately into 20 secrets about the mole people living beneath New York City's tunnels? You know what? That that same link came up number one for me. And I think the beauty of our format, Brian, is we could just go where the wind blows us, baby. <laughs> it's, you're saying we should do a show about mole people. Does that mean tonight? Yeah, this show about mole people? <laughs> This one right now? 
Um, this is from uh, the travel.com. Do you, uh, do you want to take this or should I? Brian, dive in. I think this is, I think this is you. Uh, there are more than 2,000 uh, people living underground in New York City. I'm reading directly from the travel.com. There are a staggering number of homeless people in New York. Uh, some believe that more than 60,000 are living in the city without a home. Uh, there are reports of 2,178 homeless living underground in New York, but the number could be much higher. I mean, that makes sense. Obviously, the city has a giant homelessness problem. Um, yes. And I, I guess it makes sense. Um yeah, I feel like you would. It's the most sensible. It's maybe in some ways the most sensible option. You go. You have shelter. Right. You're shielded from the element. You're pride. No one's going to bother you. No one's going to like kick you while you're asleep or whatever. Right. I mean, assuming. I, I guess assuming these communities are cool. Um, I don't know what it's like in these. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, mm-hmm. Number nineteen. They are living under some of the most popular parts of town. Uh, the mole. I wonder how they feel about the mole people designation. I, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. I'd lean into it. Uh, yeah, I'm a mole guy now. <laughs> right. um, are living under popular parts of the town without the people uh, who are walking above even knowing they are there. They travel under the cover of darkness as not to be evicted from their underground homes by authorities. Mm-hmm. Mole people occupy forgotten sections of the subway like Track 61. I don't know Track 61. Sounds cool. Um, numerous sections of New York's subways are abandoned. Um, uh, some tracks like track 61 are no longer in use. Um, instead of being cleaned out though, they conceal old rail cars and forgotten things deep beneath the city. Um, I gotta say travel chant, uh, the travel.com. We're really stretching these facts out to just sentences. <laughs> Each fact is truly just a sentence. It's just, it's a whole list of just like, so mole people, they're underground, yeah, they which live is under, under the train. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll through this and try to find the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, sad fact: uh, the homeless in New York take shelter in abandoned stations during freezing temperatures. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's dangerous because it's under the ground, Eric. Um, yep, yep, yep. The tunnels are easily accessible. Uh, okay, maybe here's something. The mole people form a community, just like any place where numerous people live. The mole people form communities. Um, I have a link here to a New York Times article. I'm clicking that. Maybe in case that'll be interesting. Uh, most of them look after each other, but there is also kind of a hierarchy. Most of them very uh, are very territorial over the section of the tunnels where they live. After all, it is their home. That makes sense. Do you think there's like a mole king? Oh, God, I hope there's a mole king. There's got to be a mole king and or queen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> we have to find the mole king. We got to find them. We got to get the mole king on the pod. We got to get the mole king on the pod. I um, feel like we don't venture into nearly enough caverns. I together am, or separately. I am too scared. I'll say that. Um, also, it's this is probably terrifying. This list, predictably, uh, as as we've learned time after time on this show, this list Mm -hmm. predictably has devolved into homelessness in New York City is very sad. Yeah, yes. It's never, never, you never really see the bright, fun side. (laughs) 
It's like even like finding a mole king. Oh, great. That would be yeah. very sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The mole king suffers more than all of them combined. <laughs> uh, oh, I have a fun one. Number nine. Okay. They use light that shines through air circulation vents to read. The travel, the travel.com. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks, travel.com. That's a, that's a little light. There, <laughs> did you know if you're in the dark, if you find some light, you might be able to read by it. <laughs> Homeless. This is the, I'm quoting them right here. Homeless people are just like everyone else. They enjoy the same things you and I do. However, it is harder for them to do something like reading a book because they do not have electricity. So instead, they use the light that comes in through ventilation grates. They're really stretching these. This is, like I said, this is just about. <laughs> these aren't about a special mole community. This is just. This is the homelessness home. exactly. is very sad. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like they're confusing the mole people with just the normal homeless people who live in the subway stations. Right. <laughs> I think this is a different thing. Right. I'm talking community. I, I'm imagining a community of people who live. In in the sewer, in in the subway, uh, in abandoned, which I guess it's say, I don't know, man, mole people might be a dead end. <laughs> I think, no, I do think it's, I think it's real. I think there are people living in, like not on the trains, not on the, mm. in the stations, but in abandoned subterranean tunnels. I have a fun, and here's, here's why travel, travel, the travel.com has a helpful uh, hint as to why these communities may still be around. The city is trying to clean up the tunnels, but they are so large. That's number six. <laughs> Thanks, the travel. Thanks, the travel.com. We're going to throw you on our paranormal source list. This is like really <laughs> just, they're digging deep. This, this is good journalism. <laughs> they are too big to clean out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Throughout the years, the city has made efforts to clean sections of the subway tunnels. However, the task is so vast that many abandoned areas remain untouched, especially the parts of the system that are no longer in use. As the saying goes, out of sight, out of mind. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> um, <clears throat> switching gears from the mole people real fast. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of uh, supernatural uh, supernatural things, uh, last week we talked a lot about the Dog Man, the Michigan oh, yeah, Dog Man. Um, I did, uh, Eric. The, welcome to a new segment on the show called uh, excitedly Dog Man Update. <laughs> I think I think we need to go further. I think we need to go more niche and just become a Dog Man mm-hmm. podcast. We're the dog man pod. If you can't see me, which you can't because you're listening to this, I'm holding on to my socks right now. <laughs> it's here's the thing. There are several dog man podcasts, and I think they're way more successful than we are. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Almost for sure. Um, you gotta find your niche. That's that's right. podcasting one on one. We're too broad. We're just everything of like, mm-hmm. oh, weird stuff. That's fucking anything. Um yep. we yep. gotta get real into dog man, but uh so last week. Pop Gothica uh, commented on mm. our uh, the YouTube posting of last week's episode, uh, which I invite anyone to do. Say if you listen to the episode on YouTube, say hello. Uh, you think Sammy K-Bop is cool with that? 
Sammy K. Bop's also here. They seem to be uh, Pop Gothica and Sammy K. Bop appear to be living in harmony in the comment section. I love that. I love that's what we right? like to see. Right? That's what we love to see. Um, do you think Sammy K. Bop has been scaring away other commenters? Is that what you're accusing very loyal listener Sammy K. Bop? <laughs> I would never <laughs> say anything about a human being who has commented on every single video that we've ever released for good or ill. <laughs> Encouraging, they... vaguely threatening. I don't know. I don't draw these boundaries. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy K. Bob. You keep us going. Uh, yeah, but Pop Gothica uh, says, when I was about 12, I saw the dog man. Had no idea what it was because I'm not a Michigan native. But the two people who were with me, one was a local adult and the other was my father, who is not a local. And they both freaked out. I've seen bears and it did not look like a bear. It really did look like a wolf standing up with messed up legs and massive hands. And it was standing about 10, 15 feet from us on the edge of the woods. It looked at us, paused for like 30 seconds, and then booked it into the woods. Wow. That's a dog man sighting. Wow. I don't know. That's crazy. It's, oh man. I like how they address the bear objection. It's that's the thing. Am I am I a hundred percent convinced it wasn't a bear? I don't know. Yep. But I uh, feel like the hands, the hands are really because a bear has just obvious paws. Right. Right. I feel like that's the werewolf, the dog. But like you have human, furry human hands with fingers. Right. Uh, Pop Gothica also mentions uh, standing up with messed up legs. I don't know if that's kind of like those dog like haunches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, uh, and I, I'm assuming this is Michigan. Uh, they mentioned that they're not a Michigan native, so I, I'm taking that to imply they are in Michigan when they see this at 12 years old. But um, mm-hmm. weird, weird, man. Who knows? Maybe yeah, there is a so dog man out there. I will say, as a as a light criticism of this comment, I feel like you don't have to be from Michigan to see a dog man and be like, "Hey, that's a that's a dog that looks like a man." <laughs> I do think uh, that uh, generally, if you're not from Michigan, you have dogman blindness. That's true. I have heard that. I, have it's, heard I don't that. know yeah, what percentage. Just, it just it looks like a big dog. It's not everyone. It's not everyone. But there is a percentage of like very real. Let's let's really take this time to raise awareness for dogman blindness. It's like the cilantro tastes like soap crap. Yes. Who? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to take a stand here. Those people, they're being babies. Cilantro's great. You yeah, you're, like an I- you're an idiot. <laughs> I. This is where I really, like, this This is what I'm going to finally get canceled over. I don't think that's real. I think that's just what cilantro tastes like. <laughs> is that, you think it's just a folk illness? Yeah. I, the fully, cilantro think I fully think that. Hell yeah. I, I stand with you. It's, I'll die on that hell with you. It's it's a little, you remember the dress the the um oh, the yeah, blue yeah, black yeah. dress that like is white gold it is whatever color it is but yes. like so you just i can fl- i could when uh like stare at it and kind of like flip it in my in my eye if that makes sense yeah, i could make yeah, yeah. it i could see it as either way it could be whatever you want yeah, yeah, yeah right and you know what i think cilantro could do the same thing i think you're being a baby cilantro's great put it in everything here's the interesting thing about that it's like maybe they do taste cilantro. Maybe it doesn't taste like soap. They just don't like the taste of cilantro. Right. In which case, you're being a baby. <laughs> yeah, you're being a little baby. It's a great you're herb. Being a baby. It's a great herb. It's a wonderful herb. It's great. You know, cilantro is the most the most popular herb on the planet. 
I, I believe it. Because it's great. It's I a, made some cilantro lime rice last night, and it was great. Wow. Whoa. Right? Wow. That's pretty good. I, uh, <laughs> that made it sound like I did anything from scratch. I made it from a box with some rice aroni. <laughs> San Francisco treat. There you go. It's great. Phenomenal. <laughs> Welcome to Rice Pod. <laughs> this is new. <laughs> we just talk, There's so many ways to make a rice that I don't know how far <laughs> listeners are aware of. And I'll fuck up all of them. I'm real bad at making rice. I'll tell you what's fucked is the bottom of the pot. Mm-hmm. If you do it in a pot, that's getting burned. It's that's the other thing of like that. They always had like the box when you get like your the San Francisco treat rice aroni, uh, and it says like, "Hey, boy, do this for like 25 minutes." That time is horseshit. Oh. I'll be like 14 minutes. Like this shit's done. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking they don't about. Know what and the the, fuck here's the fun about. thing about rice aroni is they got the cool little like noodly rice in there. Yeah, baby. I love that guy. Love that guy. <laughs> I love that little noodly rice. <laughs> Brian and Eric, rice pod. <laughs> rice pod. Is it even a rice? Is this rice? <laughs> Eric, we're you don't a- fucking talk about orzo in here. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Eric, this is one for the books. I hope this is someone's first episode. I really, truly hope so, because man, yeah. we got we got everything here. We've got we've got black frogs of Chernobyl. We've got yeah. mole people. That is actually just a very sad homeless situation in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, rice. We've got rice. We we've do got, have rice. We've got talk, man. We got a dog ran sighting. We got a dog ran This is we're not the best paranormal mystery pod we're not the most disciplined but in terms of topics per minute what we like to call tpm we're nobody's beating us nobody it's <laughs> you want to listen to astonishing legends you want to get a real deep dive into a topic hey that's there for you if you want to broadly gloss over a bunch of them and then end with two guys staring at each other going yeah i don't know man <laughs> there, we are here <laughs> They're TPM. Their episodes are like three hours long. That's one topic per three hours. We're like 20 minutes in. We got like five already. Come on. You only live once. for your buck. We're all hurtling towards death. Can't spend four hours talking about Bigfoot. Come on. (laughs) Hey, Scott and Forrest, more topics per hour, but also no more topics per hour. Do what you're doing. You're doing great. And uh, don't stay in your lane. We'll stay in our lane. That's fine. (laughs) Stay out of our lane. Stay out of our lane of not doing any research and like an hour beforehand be like, so uh, what do you want to talk about? Me frantically texting you from the highway. (laughs) We're doing great, bud. I think we're doing all right. If this is your first episode and you've made it this far, you actually are legally required to leave a comment either to either tell us on Twitter or to leave a comment on YouTube right now, because I'm convinced no one's listening. (laughs) Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's happening. (sighs) I'm circling back to this frog article just to see if there's anything. No, 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 not at all. Uh, Yeah, there's nothing. They're just they're just it's just a black frog. I was really at minimum hoping they had like spikes or boils. A hundred percent. A third eye. They could right. jump real good. Because these know? also just might be black frogs. That happens. This might have yeah, nothing uh-huh. to do with Chernobyl. Yeah, maybe they just discovered a black frog. Right. My favorite line in that article is like, these frogs are supposed to be bright green. Don't That's tell all. the frogs what they're supposed to be. 
Yeah, maybe they're switching it up. No right? big deal. <laughs> they got tired of the green. They got to do green all the time. They got to do the same fucking thing. It's a new kind of frog. Or new world, new frog. New world, new frog. I, yeah. I think we can put this one to bed. I don't even Very misleading. I rate this headline three out of ten. I don't even know that this is a mutant. New York Post would have had the gall to lie. <laughs> oh, man. They probably, given the subject matter, they probably would have come out with some kind of very offensive cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some terrible headline. You know what I mean? It would have been Zelensky as a frog. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the black frog of Ukraine. <laughs> Zelensky. I don't know. There's no wrap up there. We're just, we're spitballing. Out we're here. spitballing. Uh, Eric, what, what else should we go over? What else we got? I don't, do we want to talk about the amazing Kreskin? Oh, I did find some stuff about the, uh, so what do you know about, where do we start on the amazing Kreskin? I, well, how, how much can we reveal? Um, I, I think every, I think everything we have, we should. Can we talk about our experience at Paracon? I think we absolutely should. So basically why I maybe wanted to talk about the amazing Kreskin is, and I want to say, I say this with nothing but joy in my heart. I, I fear that someone might listen to this and think I'm making fun of the amazing Kreskin in any way. This is yeah. just absolute joy of this discovery. But I found his uh, YouTube channel. He posted about his latest YouTube video, um, which is the amazing Kreskin reviewing the original uh, Hocus Pocus, the 1993 film. Not not the one that just came out, the original one. <laughs> Incredible. And he has a he has a um, a five minute nineteen uh, second video of him in front of his camera just reviewing Hocus Pocus, and I think that's great. So that led me to his uh, full channel, uh, which has listen to these uh, listen to these video titles. <clears throat> the amazing Kreskin wants to meet Adam Sandler. The Community Movie is finally coming. The Amazing Kreskin joins Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? This dude, this reminds me of like, I don't even know if they're real, but those memes where it's like, Grandpa thinks Google is like a text message or whatever. I What I think is happening here, I think uh, the Amazing Kreskin maybe has a friend... A, a grandchild uh, maybe running their YouTube channel. And yeah, I, a spunky I, nephew. I mean this so genuinely. Keep doing what you're doing. This is so good. Uh, this is the exact content I want from the amazing Kreskin. Um, that said, I, should we, should we start from the beginning for anyone not aware of the amazing Kreskin? Well, did you know? I'm so I'm cru- I'm cruising through YouTube, just looking at not his channel, but videos about him. I didn't realize that he was so famous. Back in the day, or I shouldn't say so famous, but he was on, he did like the late night circuit. He was on Johnny Carson and he did many, many appearances on Johnny Carson. Should we pull up a clip from that, from him, from one of his Johnny Carson appearances? Can I say, can I say before we dive into that, can you think it's appropriate to talk about our, what happened at Paracon? I, yeah. Do you want to take it? (laughs) Can I do it? Because. So the amazing Kreskin our, was at Paracon, which we were also at last uh, this past summer. That's right. So we, yeah, we're at this paranormal convention. We're at our booth. The amazing Kreskin is walking around. At this point, he's an elderly gentleman, right? He's eighty-five, I, I believe. 
dignified guy has some has some gravitas but he's also the guest of honor at this convention that's right i forgot about that so he's walking around and all of a sudden we see this crowd of people kind of gasp and are sort of tending to him brian you very thoughtfully ran over we thought he was having some kind of medical emergency like it looks here like he he went down he's on the floor he went down Yeah, he did go to the floor, right? Yeah. He literally, yeah, he went prone for a second. Uh, people are gathering around. Turns out, what, did he like stub his elbow? No, um, somebody was moving a speaker towards the main stage, and they mm. got him. They got him good in the knee. That's right. He got hit in the knee, he took a knee, he took, got kneecapped. It, hard. Someone came for the amazing Kreskin. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what this was kind of like a uh, Tanya Harding situation. I think. Fully, fully. Just trying to Maybe take. Maybe another mental, a rival mentalist. Trying to take the king down. That's right. Uh, for the record, as far as I know, the Amazing Kreskin, it was a okay. He was, he was having. Well, okay. yeah, he was fine. Right, right. He, he performed later that night. We were going to go. We had tickets to go, but we got tired. We got. Well, they pushed it back, to be fair. Right. One hour. <laughs> 8.30. Too late for me. Yeah, you know, we were like, we are tired um we gotta go i'm sure it was a great performance um but <laughs> i i don't know if the amazing crescent would be charmed by it we didn't get a chance to talk to him i'll be real uh i don't no. know if he would be charmed by us no probably not he probably would it would probably just be a reminder of the of the fickle nature of fame <laughs> and how he's gone from Performing for Johnny Carson to talking to us. <laughs> uh, we, we we can't do that to the amazing Kreskin. No, um, no. I'm going to pull up uh, one of his Johnny Carson appearances. I love and let's just see where that gets us. I haven't watched this. I have no idea what's going to no, happen. Me neither. I bet it's going to be great. Um... Have you watched? Have you watched much uh, Johnny Carson? I've seen some clips. I have. I haven't like you know watched whole episodes, but I kind of. I'm. I'm a little bit of a Tonight Show nerd. Uh, oh, interesting. I'm, I'm a man of many interests. Uh, sure. <laughs> and uh, and when I say interests, I I mean more mean things to watch while I'm stoned. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Johnny Carson has has come up on my routine. I will get very stoned and just watch old episodes of the Tonight the Tonight. Well, Show. he he holds up right. I mean, he's he is the king for a reason, you know. I mean, sure, like this was sure. a man. And it wasn't like today where there were like 60 fucking talk shows, like pick your fucking poison, just watch the good bits on YouTube the next morning. This man was in every American living room every single weeknight, you know? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to pick up with the volume. I'm kind of just doing, we're kind of just doing this on the fly. Be pausing through probably to commentate. But uh, here's Johnny. On an amazing month-long tour of New Zealand and Australia. This is his new book entitled The Amazing World of Gret. Would you welcome the amazing Greskin? Greskin's walking out. He uh well, full mop of mop of hair. It's he does. This is uh I'm not this is dated uh February 20th, 1974. He is in a uh navy, a navy blazer plaid pants and just a full 70s mop of hair imagine if you will a lanky nerd <laughs> i really there's no other way to put it. 
That I mean that what the picture that just came into your mind's eye. That's what's happening. Don't alter your first draft. <laughs> yeah. How are you, amazing? That, you know, you're, you really start something. I can't go on an airline. Everybody says, be amazing. How are you? Of course. <laughs> what are we going to do tonight? Feels, what do you want to talk about? It feels like, uh, just looking at the top of the show, uh, for all the animals, and I'm, I guess I react the way some people do to snakes. There's no rationale as to why. Uh, it's I, just a learned thing. It really you're, you're not born with a What are they talking about? Something like that. That's <laughs> I don't know. I think there was an animal segment and before yet, Sean, this. Can, that must have been it. how a phobia can uh, last. You can hear all the reasoning against it. You know, right. there's no reason to be afraid of this, but it still happens. That's an emotional thing. But I'm looking at the... Uh, the commercial, I guess the Toyota one had ESP, and then the one, then you mentioned the Exorcist, and it's kind of, ref- I feel at home on the show. The Exorcist I saw uh, last week, you had seen it yeah. some time back, and I think you liked it. It's, uh, that's the way you, I react to it. Yeah. yeah, it's a strange picture. You- what a difference of, like, once again, I kind of mentioned I'm kind of a Tonight Show nerd. It's kind of like, <laughs> the amazing Kreskin comes on, it's like, yo, you see The Exorcist? I was, dude, I was just thinking that, how refreshing it is to see banter that is, like, this unpolished. Right. Where it's like, weird thing about phobias, you have a phobia, and you know you shouldn't have a phobia, but you're still afraid. Anyway. Compare that to today of, like, where it's, like, talking point, talking point, roll the clip, like. Yes, Jimmy Fallon, big fake laugh. Um, It is, it is refreshingly, like. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like a little, like not not awkward. <laughs> I like in the beginning when he's like, "Everywhere I got people, I'm, I'm amazing." This and John is like, "All right, let's uh, let's get let's talk real shit." <laughs> How do you feel about snakes? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead here because this is a uh, let's see, he's sure. still sitting down. I believe he will do a bit. So the amazing Kreskin, uh, we didn't actually say, is a uh, American mentalist. Um, which it's worth noting he's not a psychic. He, I believe, fully like says he is an entertainer, first and foremost. He's not a psychic. He does not have supernatural powers. Uh, he is a performer. Uh, <clears throat> I think he would consider himself closer to a stage magician than a wizard. Um, I, For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do believe he credits hypnotism and powers of suggestion, however. Um, okay, so uh, Johnny and uh, The Amazing are moving towards the curtain. I believe Kreskin is going to do a bit. At the five minutes, come on forward, for, folks. Would you join us? Glass of white wine for me. <laughs> do you want to know the secret? We've gone to, to a commercial. A great podcast. <laughs> I love an ad. I love an ad inside of a tree. I think I think Riverside FM has to pay us for that. Space, I think that was an ad. Yeah. Could you form in, the, in partners, please, opposite each other at the table? Um, so he's got they've got people. like a there bar were, there set up. Couple. Would they come down? And um, come on down and stand. They uh, Kreskin is uh, they've got a bar set up. There's a handful of people here. There are glasses. John, come on over here. The uh, the old idea of the Ouija board was that it was a wooden piece and on a board. Well, that's right. a commercial thing. In in France for centuries, they did it with a glass and a goblet. Now, one last thing, and I think John was wise to bring it up. We don't know each other, folks, in no. any way. I, no. I met you five minutes before the show, and I haven't asked you to play along. No. That's no. one thing important. All right. Well, if he said it, I believe him. He has. Yeah, John's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> He did stumble a little bit with some glasses. I wonder if that's a bit, if that's part of it. They put the first finger of their dominant hand on the glass. Would each of you do that? It'll take maybe in the beginning about eight, nine seconds. 
Everyone's putting their Don't fingers on the basis the of the glass. Anyway. Yeah, you're smiling. You tell me what's it, happening. It's jumping around. And you're not doing this deliberately, are you? No. You give me a word moving. of honor that you're not doing it. The glasses it are moving. As a, John, you can ask them anything you want. As it gets near the edge, all I can ask you to do is take your fingers off or you're going to have a crash. You, take your finger off, please. Are you sure your ladies are not pushing that? Not at all. We're not. You're just touching it. Right. Do it again. Put your finger on. Don't try to move it. Don't try it anyway. Would you tell John exactly what you feel happening? Have your finger touching it, though. Don't keep moving your finger off it, because you get a better reaction. What do you feel happening? It's just like the table's moving, the glass is just moving by itself. John, look at, in this case, their fingertip is hard there to touch. There are two, there is a couple, a man and a woman. Uh, their glass does not appear to be moving. No, what are they doing? Are they subconsciously It's an unconscious, nervous reaction. But let me point out something. Take your fingers off. This time, uh, you would insist you're not moving it, right? No way. This time, when you put your fingers on, Make up your mind. Make up your mind. The glasses are not going to move. Put your fingers on. Mm. <laughs> Several glasses are still moving. <laughs> You're not doing this deliberately. They're right? not listening. Tell me how yeah. it feels. <laughs> Weird. What did you say, ma'am? <laughs> They're on television. It, it might be nerve-wracking. It's an unconscious. One more thing. Move it to the center. This time, folks. I want you to put your finger on, and so you can't stop it. It's obvious no matter what you do, you can't Why stop it. Why think that way? I want you now to try to control it and slow it down when it reacts. Watch the opposite reaction. Keep your fingers on no matter where the glass goes. Don't take your fingers the off. The glasses ever. are moving. Try to stop it, and, if, and instead it's going to be a reverse reaction. <laughs> Keep your fingers on as long as the glass is on the Still table. Still moving. And, John, you're going to, if you... It's getting close to the edge. Stay with it. Stay with right. it. Right. That's all right. That's it. Stay with it. Is that wild? Is that wild? It really One of the glasses fell it off, and they caught the it. Table, and I want to prove that it will. Stay with it as, lo as long as you can. I... <laughs> So what do you, I, what do you think is happening here, Eric? It's still, it's still going on, and we'll let this go in the background. I have to say, this is terrible TV. I, it, I can't imagine how it is for podcasting. <laughs> Probably it goes inverse, and it's incredible. I hope so. But no, so what? Like what I'm seeing is just people touching a, a glass, right? And the glass is moving, and they just appear to be moving the glass. Right, which I, I believe it's some sort of like, have you ever been to a hypnotist or like seen a, a stage show hypnotist? Yes. When I was in high school, actually, one of the most popular events of the year was we would have a stage hypnotist come Same. and I was always super, oh, that's all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a really amazing sort of weird thing. And I always wanted to get hypnotized, but was kind of afraid to be hypnotized. I was afraid I would do something embarrassing and I never really got even close. I never felt it. Um, but I did talk to kids who went up, like sometimes my friends would get hypnotized and they all swore that they were not faking it, that it yeah. was absolutely real, that they just sort of were in a trance and whatever. What, what was your experience? It's so, um, uh, I wonder, you know, cause we, we were in the kind of the same area. You went to high school in Connecticut, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was the same guy. Uh, Could have been. Because uh, he was also, you know, a very popular guy. I don't remember his name now. No, me neither. Um, so I, I wanted to go. I was very curious about it. Um, but um, I remember one of the, he was generally doing a test of like your susceptibility to hypnotism. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, which I think 
is an interesting test in of itself. It's it's a little like, how game are you? Yeah, um, 100%. 100%. Uh, but there was this test of like, he had everyone hold their fingers apart. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of at the, like, put your fingers together at the knuckles, hold them apart. And he kind of had you close your eyes and describe like imagining a magnetic force was like pulling your fingers together. That yeah. happened for me unambiguously. Like just oh, that's I, crazy. I that's interesting. Unambiguously felt my fingers snap together, like hmm. a magnetic mm-hmm. force between them. Like and literally, it, like you did not have control at that point. At they least it's in like, that moment, right? Realistically, if that's as sold as I've ever been on hypnotism, you know, of like clearly it might was just susceptibility, and that's all like hypnotism, I guess, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But whatever it was in that moment unambiguously worked on me. Um, I do. I, I was not called up uh, to be part of the show. Um, that said, you know, I had several friends who were. Um, and I will say, you know, and they, they similar to you, like they were not faking. They did some silly stuff. Um, I will say all of them were hams. You know, yeah, they were yeah, all guys no, who like liked attention and liked to ham yep. it up. Um, yep. Which makes me wonder um, how much of it was like, how much of it is kind of uh, like being drunk almost of like when I'm drunk I and like in being goofy, I don't necessarily not think the thing I'm doing is being goofy. I'm just like, I don't care that I'm being goofy. You know, yeah, I mean? you're more open. The thing I've always read about hypnosis is that, and I don't even know if this is true or just a comforting thing they say is that you never do anything under hypnosis that you would not do under your own free will. Kreskin says the same thing. Um, that it just, it doesn't, yeah, you can't be like hypnotized to like kill yourself or anything. Like exactly. Just, um, which is like interesting. Of uh, My brother did it once, uh, was part of that show one time. Mm. I don't remember much about it. Um, hmm. I think he did ballet. Uh, and But once again, my brother's kind of a ham and, you know, loves yep. to like, uh, yep. ham it up. Uh, I remember in, in the show I saw, which was really interesting was this kid, uh, who was, his parents were Korean. He was, he was born in the States, but he spoke Korean. Um, and they did an age regression thing. Okay. And they regressed him to a point where he s- no longer spoke English. Interesting. But he was only speaking Korean because that's what he grew up speaking as like a really little kid, yeah. guess, which is just super interesting. Obviously you can fake that. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's really neat. I mean, the one thing I've heard about it is there is like there is medical hypnosis. So right. if if you're allergic to anesthesia or whatever, like they literally have a hypnotist, like a medically trained hypnotist who will put you out during surgery so that you do not perceive pain, which is fucking crazy. Crazy that that's a thing. That's a crazy thing that your brain can do that somehow. I don't really know how it works, but yeah, I think it's real. Like, I think it is a real thing. Right. I, I can only, I can only vouch for pretend your fingers are magnets. They snap together. Like, <laughs> was it scary or was it just like, um, I, I would say it was certainly moment. shocking. I, I was not expecting it to be that. I, I just, I can like, f- you know, like photographically remember that moment. Cause it was so like mm-hmm. shocking to me. Because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of gone in there not really believing in it, and like it was very funny that that moment happened. That's um, crazy. What I also noticed during that show, and I flagged during that show, 
I think there was a kid on stage. I, I don't remember his name at this point, and I shouldn't say it on a podcast anyway. Um, mm. But uh, I know there was one kid where like it wasn't really working. Whatever was happening wasn't yeah. really happening. And the performer like very clearly also flagged this and like didn't make a thing of it, just didn't call that kid up to do things, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually in one of the one year there was uh there was a girl in the audience who was in my grade, really, really nice, really sweet, but she she was actually very religious. She was like super Catholic. Mm. And she also had the thing. Our prompt was like you were supposed to imagine you were supposed to hold your hands together like you were praying and then imagine a kind of like lozenge or something melting between your hands. And then you if you were hypnotized, you wouldn't be able to pull your hands apart. Mm. And that happened to her, and she freaked Ooh, boy. the fuck out, like full panic attack, like losing it. And he had to come off stage and like unhypnotize. Oh wow! Her and calm her. And it was like, whoa, this is super intense. Yeah, kind of crazy. Anyway, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Um, I'm gonna just gonna keep scrubbing through this. Uh... Oh boy, we got Kreskin with a. Uh... Nope, we got another ad. We got another we got ad. Aldi ad. I love Aldi. Uh, <laughs> Aldi's great. I could do a whole. I, I fell down a hole. I learned everything about Aldi. Um, Did that, you really? Uh, fascinating, fascinating chain of grocery stores. I love it. I, I, I love won't. It. I won't bring here. Watch the Company Man on YouTube uh, and watch his video okay. on Aldi. Um, let's see here. So we've got two people sitting here. Let's. I don't know. Let's see what's up. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I. I yeah. I like this premise more. Okay, well, we got about four and a half minutes right, here. All right, John, I, uh, I have an envelope in which there Carson are... Carson keeping shit to time. Mm-hmm. Cards, right. ...which you don't know, and I haven't told you folks what the cards are. There are four playing cards in here. Yeah, but they're large ones. Now, these are miniatures, if I can maybe... Um, there's sh- two people just... sitting um, across from one another. Uh, Carson is standing behind the woman. Uh, Kreskin behind the man. Uh, he's handed Carson an envelope. Apparently, it has playing cards in it. Uh, uh, Kreskin is holding a board of some kind. Turn this over. We'll get a camera over here. All right. Now, they're they're all different, and if you folks notice, they're all around the rim. Mm-hmm. So they're playing cards. It's some sort of, like, so playing card board. Oh, it's a, interesting. And just let lay this rest of it's uh, being placed between the two people don't know the cards who are, standing, who are like, knee-to-knee in, in their chairs. Envelope. We're going to take advantage of your ability to navigate this. Kreskin put a glass on the board? Thinking. All I can tell you is this, of the four cards, one card is on this side, one is on this side of the row, one is on this side, and one here. He's gesturing to the different sides of the board. find the cards by that glass touching a card on this row which corresponds to this Mm -hmm. and so forth. Place your finger on it. Try not to reason. They've got similar to the series seen before. They've got their fingers on the the glass. As soon as that glass moves, it's going to go to one side and one of the four sides. I reckon the glass is going to hit the cards that are in the envelope. As soon as it touches, don't try to stop the glass from moving. It'll slide from either to any of the sides. And as soon as it touches one of the sides, we're going to keep your finger on. As soon as it touches one of the sides... It's it's moving, sure enough. Now, I'm going to pull out... Slowly. We don't have much time, so we're going to have to almost go... Uh, you're gonna have to tell me, John. Kreskin is aware that the time is running. He's like, good enough, close enough. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. This is the card we need. John, if I may, we can put it in about like that. All right, as soon as it touches, in fact, it should go much faster the last three times. Don't even think about it. Just let it be pulled to whatever direction Kreskin's really trying to get them to move along to the red cards. Don't look at her. Just let the glass go. I'm going to throw out there. We have not... 
So there are four sides to this board, Eric. Uh, and there are four cards, I believe, in the in the envelope. So I believe, uh-huh. and I believe they're going to go to each side and pick the. Cr- we have no guarantee that these cards are not the same card on each side. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. It's a great setup. Great trick. I do love his ability to really move him along. Yep. <laughs> It's more or less, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep, yeah, yeah, keep yeah, just, great, don't great. even think keep about it. Don't even think of it. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 exactly. Really, any card is fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I'm going to scan ahead a little bit. and uh, Sure enough, sure enough. Wow, what do you know? It's the same cards. They got them. Um, you want to hear about a... Uh, We've been we've been very um I I would say uh, positive towards the Amazing Kreskin. Would you like oh, yeah. to hear uh, some of the controversies around the Amazing Kreskin? I would love nothing more. <laughs> um, okay, get this. In two, I'm reading directly from Wikipedia here. In 2002, Kreskin made a prediction that there would be a mass UFO sighting over Las Vegas on June 6th between the hours of 9.45 p.m. and midnight, and it would be witnessed by thousands of people. What year What year did you say this was? 2002. Oh. Um, so he also said that if there were no sighting, he would donate $50,000 to charity. Maybe you can see where this is going a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundreds of people camped out that evening... And no sighting occurred. Uh, So on uh, June 8th, Kreskin appeared in the opening segment of Coast to Coast AM radio, uh, hosted by Art Bell, to explain what had happened. Bell read Kreskin's press release over the air to the effect that the sighting prediction was a total fabrication in order to prove people's susceptibility to susception post 9-11. Kreskin claimed he was concerned that a terrorist with the skills of a mentalist such as himself could pull a similar stunt involving something much worse. (laughs) He stated that the predicted sighting was only a, quote, experiment. When when asked about the $50,000 donation he previously promoted, Kreskin claimed that there was indeed a sighting that night, since he had said glowing green orbs were supposedly spotted in the sky just before midnight and reported by witnesses after news camera crews had already left the scene. It's good to have a plan B. Right? I uh, um, Following this, Art Bell banned the amazing Kreskin from Ghost to Ghost AM. <laughs> That's pretty, getting banned from coast to coast is no, no, <laughs> no easy task. You people have tried. <laughs> Art Bell is the true saint of people who fucking gob about paranormal bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. An infinite well of patience. Yes. <laughs> it's, we can only dream of like that oh. straight of a face when talking to people. Yeah. Uh, Abs- yeah. <laughs> that's dude i had no idea that's is there more is there more stuff and is uh uh yeah here um okay so 
Back as far as January 1973, a magazine carried an interview with Kreskin, which he alluded to the possibility of this stunt and to the dangers of the madness of crowds in general. This is just kind of interesting. This isn't another criticism. This is kind of just connected. Kreskin is aware of both the benefits and dangers of hypnotism and claims that given an audience of 200 people, I'll have them seeing flying saucers. Take the same crowd to Times Square on a hot evening and you can have them screaming fire. Here we go. Here's some. Here's where we get. Ooh, boy. Kreskin says Hitler used hypnotic techniques in his speeches. The torchlight parades and somber drum beating being evidence of this. Uh, Using suggestion, I could never make someone do something he didn't want to do. But it's different in a crowd, says Kreskin. Psychologists don't know why, but somehow the level of morality is lowered and responsibility is lowered. I mean, mob mentality is a real thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. But it's clear based on this that Kreskin intended like this this quote-unquote experiment of his that was actually an allegory for everyone's susceptibility after 9-11 was, I'm going to make these bitches see. (laughs) I'm going to see a UFO. And then they did not see a UFO. He could not do it. Couldn't yeah. make them see anything. Not one person. You think one guy could have helped them out? Well, apparently after the cameras left. That's right. They saw the orb. That's crazy. Dude, I do want, I wonder if that's ever happened. If there ever has been like a mass hallucination. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm going to type in mass hallucinations and see what we get. I love that. Mass hallucination um a mass hallucination is a phenomenon in which a large group of people uh usually in physical proximity to summer all experience the same hallucinations si- uh, simultaneously i do have a um article or a, a page on psychology.fandom.com um, oh, baby. let's see um, in most cases, mass hallucination refers to a combination of suggestion and pareidolia. I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, wherein one person will see or pretend to see something unusual like the face of Jesus in the burn marks of a tortilla or the face of a kidnapped girl on a blank billboard and point it out to other people. Having been told what to look for, those other people will consciously or unconsciously convince themselves to recognize the apparition and will in turn point it out to others. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 100%. And yeah, I guess that, that totally, made, like if you think of like mass sightings of the Virgin Mary and right. a cloud or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like is an element of, I mean, it totally makes sense of just like one person saying they saw something is enough to get another person to say they also saw it. Totally, totally. Especially if you kind of want to see it. I think that's another big part of it. I think that's, a you know, mm. um, just talking to people about the paranormal, I think there are, you know, in situations that we've been in, and a lot of people who want to believe in the paranormal are more likely to see paranormal things. Do you remember uh, that speech in Jurassic Park where the guy is talking about the flea circus? Oh, sure. Yeah. He used to, I feel like it's a flea circus situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, wow. Very interesting. Uh, Eric, we're, we're at about time. Any final thoughts on, on mutant frogs, on the very sad state of the homeless population in New York City uh, being forced to live uh, underground or in train tunnels? Uh, uh, let's see, what else did we cover? Uh, a wolfman, or a, sorry, a dogman sighting in Michigan. Uh, the amazing Kreskin. 
uh, mass hallucinations. I don't think there's any more room in this episode. No, we hit we hit for a single other topic. The witch's curse did say we had to hit minimum these top or <laughs> we we had a minimum. We have a minimum topics we have to touch on and a maximum. We hit that window perfectly. Mm-hmm. Anything else, the witch will kill us. Right down the middle, as usual. <laughs> Take that, witch. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, this is Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here. We come out on Wednesdays. We have a Twitter. It's at Brian and Eric Pod. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on probably wherever you get your podcasts. We're on just your dusty haunted radio in your grandfather's basement. Just turn it on. We'll just, just we'll just show up. Random yeah. channel with Spirit Box. We'll be in there. We'll be in there. Uh, you know what we would appreciate? Just a nice review on on iTunes or a uh, just a comment on YouTube. You're if you're leave on YouTube, comment. leave a comment. Take it. Sammy K Pop's probably there. Say hello. Talk to Sammy yeah, K Pop. We, we got dog, we got dog man stories <laughs> happening. Uh, uh, should we should we throw a prompt maybe in YouTube? Um, have you ever been hypnotized? What was your experience being hypnotized? Oh, that's a great prompt. Uh, tell Are us you about hypnotized it? right now. Did we hypnotize you tonight? Did, to leave a comment. And it, That's right. So here's the thing. If there are no comments, this will just be embarrassing. We'll just be really embarrassed. It, uh, no, it'll be an allegory for how podcasters and social media could be leveraged to hypnotize mass audiences. You're welcome, America. That's exactly what it is. Eric, any, any final thoughts? Any What have we learned? I think we knocked it out of the park. I think we did, too. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Got a friend you know you can trust. He's a man, he's one.